and welcome to the first installment of the blueprint wicked to be here finally uh, you're going to be hearing a mix from myself gem one an interview which we're going to be doing every month uh, this month we've got the main man from down under jace uh, metalheads dispatch rebel he's got a lot of stuff coming um, we had a really good talk it's really good to get together and speak about the music that we love and then Andy SR will be taking us out for uh, the final hour. Things have been a little bit touch and go getting this podcast together. Um, so, you know, some of the sound levels aren't amazing at the moment in the interview. Uh, but it's something we're working on. And, and really, like the boss in the, in the interview, uh, we hope you just enjoy the raw beats, really. Uh, and there's going to be more to come. We're going to try and do one each month. Uh, and that's about it, so enjoy the mix, enjoy the music, one look.
Okay, so as you know on the blueprint, we're going to have um, various artists uh, and guests coming in just to have a chat for about half an hour, uh, just about what they're doing in their life, um, their philosophy as an artist. And for this first episode, we've got up Jace from Down Under, Metalheads, Dispatch Artist, Rebel Artist. How you doing, Jace? Good, mate. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. So, Jace, I know we were talking before, um, before we started this interview, but can you just give us a bit of background? Because, like, I, I first knew of you when the uh, the Meth um, projects came out, um, you know, and I was like, wow, you know, the, who is this guy? Basically, you know, he's, he's got the, the exact sound that I love, you know, real depth, a real um, emotion and 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 hardness to to your music, you know. Um, so, can you just give us a little bit of background on? how you started producing um, and how you came from there to where you are today um, on your releases you're having now? Well, I suppose, uh, I mean, I started producing, you know, out of high school back in the late uh, late 90s, early 2000s, probably more early 2000s, and I uh, just got a copy of Cubase and, you know, I'd been listening to drum and bass for a little while and I uh, had a bit of a record collection going and, you know, grew up playing drums and I was really drawn to the precision of drum and bass when I first heard it. And um, yeah. it was kind of just a natural progression um, going from playing drums into, you know, wanting to produce. And I did that for a few years and um, did that till around 2005, but never really um, super serious about it. I loved it, but was never super serious. Yeah. Didn't have any releases or anything. And then beyond that, you know, started playing in bands and I'd studied music and spent the better half of the next, uh, probably until around 2012, 13, um, playing in bands and traveling around and playing on records. And it yeah. wasn't, an, it wasn't until around 2018, 19 that I sort of got the bug back. I'd started a small family and, and, um, my first son was quite young and, um, wasn't playing in a band for various reasons and just needed a creative outlet more than anything. So, you know, got the Cubase back out and sort of dug back in, you know. Yeah, yeah. Rediscovered my record collection and, and, and really just sunk my teeth back into uh, getting into it and bringing a lot of sort of production knowledge from playing drums on records and, and applying that knowledge to what I'd known previously from, you know, yeah production before that and I mean the first releases you know that I did with subplate recordings um were sort of in a style of uh you know early tech step early neurofunk sort of that Kamal and Rob yeah. Dada sort of style and um yeah I, I did a, a couple of EPs um one with John Destruct and, and Mike Advance and another couple of tunes on a Destruct EP. And, and after those came out, I was, I was sort of thinking that I needed to sort of develop my own style with it. You know, it wasn't something that was going to go away for me. Um, I'd really enjoy doing those records with those guys. And, and I thought, you know, I'll develop my own style and bring, bring to the style the knowledge that I'd gained from playing in bands and, spending a life in yeah. music basically I mean, I mean I'm sorry to jump in uh, but that's something that really stuck out for me with your music is that there is that real sort of emotive um, sort of melodic orchestral sort of 
cinematic sound uh, like it within the soundscapes but then you've got these like sort of real roughage sort of breaks and, and basses going on and, and I think I think that combination it's a classic combination isn't it of, of light and dark you know and I think it just works so well and you know and every time I um, hear one of your tunes um, you know it's very much got that sort of um, that sort of style locked in I mean is that fair enough to say yeah, I, I think I think what it comes down to for me, like once I started doing my own music and and just sort of being free with it and 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 trying to bring all of that experience into my own tunes, I, I think it was really important for me to have a real solid human element um, for starters, yeah. which which having which using drum breaks does from the beginning anyway, even though you're editing them like they've been played by someone in the past so I mean getting that sort of human element across adds a depth of its own from the beginning and um and then I think melodically and as far as the chord structures and and the way that I write uh, it's sort of drawing from a lot of different inspiration and also from projects that I've worked on in the past you know and I've worked with a bunch of different musicians that have all been incredible and, and having that experience of, of seeing the way other people write and, and being in a group context and collaborating with people in that sort of environment, I think has really helped me develop my own style within drum and bass. So, um, yeah. and, and it's really surprised me the, the way that it, it all sort of came about with those initial first tunes that I did on my own. Um, the, the helpfulness of other people from within the scene that I'd never met before from across the other side of the world that were like, oh, can I send these tunes to to this person or that person? And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it was, and it's just been a beautiful experience from the get-go, really. Really nice, yeah. 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 I, think, I think that's so important in our scene, isn't it? Because, like, you know, it's, it's so... I mean, we're talking about this as well, you know, it, there's, there's so many sort of levels from it from from you know a, a, a bottom feed along myself up to like obviously the superstar status of, of um, some DJs and, and artists and stuff and like you know sometimes that that sort of grassroots just just being kind to to people that haven't been signed yet or you know that are trying to make uh, away from themselves sometimes if you can just do that you know and you know you can just have a chat with people you know you can just um, you know, maybe give them a bit of guidance on the music if they're singing music, but but you know, but honestly, you know, rather than you know, licking their arse over it, saying, "Oh, it's amazing, mate," da, 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 when you're really thinking it's shit, you know, just be honest with people because that's really how it helps people. Do you know what I mean? And um, I have that myself, and you know, I think I think most artists do um, as they're coming up. You know, I think that's the wonderful thing about our scene that although it's got many problems, many issues, um, there's a lot of nice people in it as well. You know, some genuine sort of people, um, and I, I think you know, talking about your style and stuff, I, I think that's really what hits me. Really, is like the authenticness of it. Um, I don't know if you agree. I mean, I'm not the most technical producer, you know, when it comes to um, you know frequencies and mixing and blah 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 blah. Um, but for me, it's like I know when a tune's going well because there's almost like a flow from like my heart and it's like the, the music as I'm making it is moving me and I'm thinking sh- you know shit that's really nice um, and I think there's a vast difference when 
you hear music from producers that are, are, are really working in an authentic way and from the heart. Even even if it's not sonically perfect, you, you've just got that 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 life that's within the tune, really, because it's come from a place beyond technicality. You know. I fully agree, and and see for me. I'm similar in in many respects to what you've said um, because I'm not coming from an extremely technical background either. Most of my experience is in playing the instrument and writing the music. Um, and and I can I can get by production wise and i've I've had help along the way as well, you know. Um, but from my perspective, I mean, I do most of the writing outside of the computer. Um, yeah. and, what, in and, hardware, though? Like no, hardware. no, generally on, you know, I'll be around at my mum's on the piano. Or, oh, you or, mean like ideas and stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, or I'll, I'll yeah. sing it into my phone or I'll be playing with my boys and <laughs> tink, tinker yeah. something on their toy keyboard. But um, generally, uh, I won't even start recording an idea until I know that I've got something solid that's going to get finished and that's going to be worth recording because especially with a yeah. family you, you don't get the same time that you used to Mate, like, sit and tinker yeah. you know sitting and tinkering yeah, yeah, on yeah. a computer like it's it's just not a luxury that that I've got at the moment so I, and I find yeah. that at, at least doing it that way I, I get things finished and unless it's a solid idea it's really just not worth putting into the computer even so I've sort of gone down the path of you know sorting out my workflow over the last sort of couple of years and got it to a pretty decent level now where I can you know just get in and get get the stuff done that I need to but from a from a technical yeah. from a technical uh, standpoint sometimes you can go too far with that stuff and it strips the vibe out of something if yeah, yeah. If, if you're on a flow and you just you're making it happen and you're getting your ideas in there quickly and while you're in that yeah, flow. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. you know, sometimes I think oh, I could go back in on that mix down and, you know, carve out these frequencies and then I've gone and done that and I'm like, oh, that, that's where all the vibe was. Maybe I shouldn't yeah. have gone back in there. Yeah. But it, I think I think G, G talks about Danny Goldie and, um, uh, you know, he mentions like the deities in the music and, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, the ghost of the machine and, you know, the spirits within the music. And I think that is so, so true. You know, it's it maybe way out there, but, you know, to me as an artist, these, you know, it's more than just painting blocks on, on, on a computer. So, you know, For it's sure. like, it, you know, it, it's part of you, isn't it? That you're trying to, that you're trying to manifest within, within a, you know, within a song. And that's not always an easy thing to do. You know, sometimes it can work in other ways where you start off with one initial idea. Well, this is me all over. Like, I'll start off with one initial idea. And after, the, the, I'll go around in like a 16-bar loop for about four hours. And then eventually I'll end up with something totally different. But but something that sounds all right. You know, it's, it's, it's really that sort of, you know, sculpting David out of the slab of stone, isn't it? You know? Um, and and event, that, that, that tune's always in there. It's always in your heart. It's always in the mind. But maybe we're not even aware um, of where that, of what that tune is going to be because that tune was all, always from a place of higher consciousness in my, in my perspective. And, and I, as I, that flows through into 
know, it, it, it makes itself in many ways, I think. I was going to say, you know, and I've had this conversation with other people before where I've had calls from people and they've said, oh, I don't know, I don't know what to do with this or I'm not sure where this should go. And I've always kind of had that mentality of like, it's already there and it's already inside you. You do know what to do because it's it's in you already. You've just yeah, got to, yeah. you've just got to carve the dirt away, you know, like and, exactly, and it'll, yeah. it'll reveal itself in some kind of way. But um, and and that's kind of why I like writing outside of the computer and and getting uh, the ideas sort of solidified in my mind and the patterns organized in my mind or uh, physically before recording them, because I really do find the laptop or the computer or just the sterileness of the studio quite uninspiring um, mm. and and I find if I've got enough good ideas and I've got the patterns worked out if I can get in there and just smash it out in two or three hours then yeah. it will capture the full essence of what I'm trying to say with that particular piece of music and and it's yeah. it's kind of working for me at the moment and Everyone goes through style changes and wanting to try something different, working their sounds out and those kinds of things. But I, I, I kind of like to separate the engineering side and, and the sound making side from the actual production and songwriting part of the whole process. So, and I mean, yeah. everyone does it differently. And, and it's really interesting, like coming back to drum and bass and chatting with people about the process and the way that they do it. Um, because I find that my way is so vastly different from from a lot of other people's way, and um, yeah, and I guess that comes from you know my background, my experience, or whatever. But um, as far as you know, getting a result, everyone still ends up getting a result, you know, and yeah, yeah. a lot of people putting out music, beautiful things. Everyone's doing a, a marvelous job keeping this underground culture alive, um, and we're all doing it so differently on our own path, in our own way, yeah, yeah. with with totally different skills, totally different techniques, and yet the, the outcome and the, the end product is all good, you know, it's all, all beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, like, I'm, you know, obviously we'll, we'll have to keep this brief, I'm trying to, you know, keep it about 20 minutes, half now, but if we just delve into quickly, like, um, into, like, the... The sound making side of things. Um, I believe you're a bit of an emu expert. Um, do, you, do you tend to use the emu a lot for uh, mashing sounds and then resampling and etc. etc. I I did a lot of work in the emu sort of back in the day. And when I did the EPs with John and Mike, those were heavily, you know, saturated with emu. Um, yeah. Not so much with the the stuff I've been doing on my own, but in saying that, I, before I sold a lot of my gear, um, probably going back 10 years now, I did a whole bunch of sampling of my hardware synths um, yeah. into the EMU. So I'm kind of using sounds that have been processed through them, but I'm not doing so much physical hardware work now, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. When, when I was yeah. doing those sort of more you know, techie, neurofunk style tunes with, like I said, with, with John and Mike, we were all using our emus a little bit. Um, but uh, the resampling power of that machine still hasn't been beaten. Um, yeah. and, and the filters and, and the 
just the converters alone, like running anything through an emu just has a particular vibe, particular sound. Um, Yeah, yeah. But as far as the releases with the head stuff, I mean, there's, yeah, there's emu in it, but I I wasn't dialing in, you know, in real time so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, but yeah, a beautiful machine. And, and I've still got my emu. It's one of the only pieces of gear I kept. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a really powerful, beautiful machine. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it's, it's, so just let me, sorry, Jace, carry on. No, you, you go. No, no, because I'll never know what that was you were going to say then. So I've kind of, I've kind of forgotten now too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just to wrap up then. Um, can you just tell us what you've got coming up, sort of, uh, release-wise? Um, I know I know you've recently been signed to uh, a DJ agency, which is great news. Uh, so really, just release-wise, um, any future projects, gigs, etc. I've got a couple of things happening. I've, I've just finished up a few tunes for Dispatch, and uh, yeah. I've got a few sitting at Rebel as well, but I'll finish something off for that and get that project wrapped hopefully soon um yeah and always sort of kind of coming up with new ideas and and trying to push my own envelope a little bit um yeah you know to keep myself excited as you do um yeah and as far as gigs um i've got a couple of gigs lined up just in perth though a friend of mine and i we promote a small um gig here mainly just to test out music really and and uh we started doing that last year you know people Rough, coming you in can, you can you can have over next year then i'll only do it for the airfare <laughs> man seriously we would we would love to have you man and uh yeah. of course like a- anyone especially in this this sort of sound that we do is it isn't uh heavily represented here which is part of the reason you know that we started doing our own thing so you know i was finding you know that that sound has kind of been lost here in perth um while i was away so the gigs that i was playing um around town just had sort of a different vibe and and so my mate matt and i we decided to do our own thing and and sort of showcase this sound a bit and be able to have a place to test dubs and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and 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 it's it's really helpful being you know on the promo list with with different labels, being able to test their music and 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 try and develop a bit of dub plate culture here again. Yeah, sick. All right, James, thank you so much for being uh, the first guest. Um, it's been amazing talking to you in the flesh. Well, not in the flesh, but you know, rather than just over a text, you know. So. Um, thank you so much, and I wish you well um, with everything you've got going forward. Thank you, man. I appreciate right. this so much. Appreciate it so much, dude. Yeah, no worries. Perfect. Awesome. All right, and guys, so um, that's going to wrap up the first interview. Um, so we're going to be moving into uh, the second half with SR, um, and that's the first Blueprint interview. Thank you. Thanks so much, man.